This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Ngunnawal people. We would like to pay our respects to Elders past and present. This land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Our sovereignty has never been ceded. Welcome to Reconciliation Roadmap, the podcast where we navigate the path to building better businesses through reconciliation. I'm your host, Holly Furling. And I'm Dixie Crawford, a proud Barkindji woman living on Ngunnawal country. I am your guide to developing and implementing reconciliation action plans. With years of experience as a RAP consultant, I'll bring you the insights and perspectives that really do matter. Think of us as your go-to RAP resource in your pocket, tackling all the questions that you've had. This isn't just a conversation. It's an actionable roadmap for your business towards positive change. Welcome back to Reconciliation Roadmap. My name is Dixie Crawford. Thank you for joining me. Today is a solo episode. It's a mini episode and it's just me running through some practical tips and tricks to help you with the implementation of your reconciliation action plan. So the intention of these mini episodes, which I am most likely going to be releasing once or twice a week, is to give you some tips and tricks that are snackable and actionable and I guess give you some ideas and insights into the way that you can effectively implement the wrap within your business. These aren't long episodes, they aren't aimed to sit for you to sit here and to be immersed in it for such a long period of time. Again, it's snackable and actionable content that I hope that you can listen to, retain, and then go out and implement within your business and work with your colleagues. So in today's episode, one of the things that I think is really critical to talk about is How do you know if you are micromanaging your team and the implementation of the RAP with your RAP working group? Now, this is one of the biggest challenges and limitations that I see with implementation of a RAP within an organisation. Micromanagement and ownership of a project that no one that you tend to believe that no one else can do or that you are the only person who can do it correctly So the challenge and the problem with the micromanagement or complete ownership of a project is that people are not going to be able to actively participate and you can't individually and collectively grow as a team. And it does take an entire team to effectively implement the RAP and to achieve the outcomes and impact that you want to have. So while I appreciate commitment and compassion and advocacy, I'm very worried and really, really wary and concerned about the protectiveness of the work by thinking and by the thinking, but also the demonstrated belief that no one else can do this work but you. So for me, that doesn't align with the purpose, potential and impact of a wrap within a business or within our communities. There has to be intentional and critical self-reflection about the factors that are contributing to your micromanagement and what's enabling you to believe that you can be the only person that does this. Now, I appreciate that for some people, this might hit a sore spot, but if I'm to be honest, People are probably wanting to have this conversation, but they're afraid of how the conversation is going to go down because sometimes we personalize feedback and advice and we make it about ourselves or about the person versus the work. I remember hearing this clip one day on Instagram. It was some sort of clip about relationships and how what makes a healthy relationship. And when you've got a couple or a partnership and there is usually conflict, 
we tend to lose sight about the fact that it becomes, we're not focused on the problem, we're focused on the people or the person, right? And so when you're a team, it's really important that you remember it's not me versus you, it's us versus the problem. And it's us trying to solve that problem. So going alone doesn't necessarily align with the potential and the purpose and the impact of what a wrap can be within a business. So I want to share this and I want to lean into it because I think if we get this right, we bring our teams along with us and we have a much better opportunity to make change in our communities, right? So it's important that we have this conversation and that I hope that you hear these words with the greatest intention that I have to support you to be a better leader and to be more influential within your business but it's also important that you reflect on how it is that you're turning up and where there's opportunity for change. We tend to think it's not me, it's them. We tend to think that to do this work right and for it to not go wrong, I'm the only one that can do it because I will do it properly. And yes, this work does need to be done right, but also reconciliation is about relationships and it's about people and we need to bring everyone along with us. So I want you to think about Me believing that I'm the only person to do this right, is this about me being a people pleaser or is it about me wanting recognition about being the best at reconciliation within the business or is this about me flexing the muscle of being in a position of power and control where I control everything? So, again, this might hit a sore spot and there are two parts to this episode because I've got a list of 10 signs that I think are critical for you to be aware of in terms of are you micromanaging and where there's opportunity for change. So I want to share some of the common behaviours that I see around micromanagement. Uh, So if some of this does resonate with you, I don't want you to retreat or to even deflect. Now more than ever, we must be able to reflect and lean into these conversations and the work to ensure that what we continue to do is we do this together. We do this together as a team and we do we do this together with First Nations communities and people and organisations. So in saying that, let's dive into some of the signs that I see in organisations that are demonstrated by sometimes the leaders and the champions of reconciliation around micromanagement Much of it unintentional, much of it, however, is limiting progress development and the growth of the organisation. So the first point that I want to talk about is the lack of trust, right? So you constantly feel the need to oversee every single detail and you don't trust your team members to complete their tasks appropriately to the best of their ability or to a position of excellence or independently, right? So the way that you counteract that is that It's important that you clearly communicate what your expectations are and define the roles and responsibilities within the team to to do the work, right? So delegate responsibilities and the task based on people's strengths, their skill sets, their capability, their expertise, their experience, and their capacity to be able to get the work done. One of the things that's really important is that you definitely make informed decisions about people's capacity, but I want you to also not make that from a judgmental point of view, right? There is an assessment of of skill set and capability, but also I want you to be mindful about your biases and how that might be turning up. And if you are judging someone versus assessing their capability to do this or their willingness to do it. I've always been a really big believer that you can teach technical skills. I've never been a believer in being able to teach integrity, courage, compassion, empathy, understanding. I believe you can teach technical skills, the interpersonal things. If they're not there, they're not there. 
The other thing that's really important to overcome the lack of trust that you might be demonstrating is to encourage open and transparent communication to consistently build trust over time. Another way that that leaders tend to micromanage is the excessive monitoring. So you are regularly checking in on team members and you are requesting constant updates and you are closely monitoring everything that needs to be done. Now, monitoring and assessment is critical, but it's about the way that you deliver this work, right? It's the way that you engage in the conversations with your staff member, what you're asking them to inform you about, and I guess what you do with that information. So what's important is that you certainly set clear expectations, right? Establish what the expectations are and what the guidelines are for for reporting with progress and updates so team members understand what's needed to be done and when. But also trust your team members to do the work, right? Recognise that they do have ability to do this work and that they can carry out the assigned tasks effectively to them. You just have to let people do their work in the way that they need to do it as well. You can offer guidance and support when needed, but do not micromanage people and tell people how they need to do something, right? Because if you tell people that they're constantly wrong, they are going to tap out and they are not going to want to engage in these conversations with you. And they'll basically tell you to piss off because they don't want a bar of feeling like shit any longer because of the way that you deliver the message or the way that you make them feel about their abilities. So regularly check in again, instead of um, constantly monitoring and sending email after email or booking a meeting after meeting, schedule regular check-ins and let people know, once again, this is about that communication piece, right? Let people know when things are going to be expected to be reported on. So it's not like a I'm checking on you to make sure that you've done the work or you're doing it wrong and I just need to keep watching you all the time. We all know what it's like to be micromanaged. We've all had a micromanager. So just schedule in the regular check-ins and the updates unless there is a massive, massive problem that you didn't anticipate or that that has just completely come out of nowhere. Stick to the schedule and allow people to have confidence in that schedule. Hey there, just quickly interrupting the podcast, it's Dixie here. I just wanted to let you know that on the 5th of December of 2023, I am running a Rap Leaders Masterclass. Now, the Rap Leaders Masterclass is for any leader within an organization who is responsible for the development and the implementation of the Reconciliation Action Plan. Now, as an experienced Rap Consultant, I can tell you that What you might be experiencing right now in terms of barriers, in terms of your mindset, in terms of the challenges that you have in immobilizing leadership within the business, you're not alone. These are things that people experience all the time in their organization. And this is why I have developed the Rap Leaders Masterclass. I want to help you define your purpose and your vision and also discuss with you how it is that you make your values visible within the business in order to have greater influence, be more effective, and to gain more engagement within your organization around the purpose, the potential, and the impact of the wrap. We're going to be looking at performance metrics. We're going to be looking at project management. We're going to be looking at effective communication, and we're going to be looking at how it is that you effectively implement the wrap with practical strategies and skills. So if you're interested in this masterclass, please let me know. It is online. 
There's details in the show notes and I would love to see you there. But what I want to do is support you to be the most effective and impactful leader that you possibly can. So we're looking at leadership skills. We're looking at practical action. We're looking at building a network for you with other like-minded leaders within the RAP network. We're also looking at how it is that you create a framework for evaluating and measuring the success and the impact of your RAP implementation. So there's a lot there, but if you would like to be involved, please let me know. Information is in the show notes and I would love to see you there. Let's get back to the podcast. Another important thing that I tend to see is that people provide detailed instructions and the detailed instructions are so overly complicated, right? You And there's, there's no room in the delivery of the task, right? There's no autonomy. There's no self-determination. There's little room for people to actually move and to use their own judgment or creativity around this work. So again, back to these, and some of these points are consistently in terms of how you effectively respond to this, but let people know what the objective is that we're trying to achieve, but also seek advice from people about how it is that they go about doing this, right? So yes, there's an overarching goal that we're trying to achieve, but encourage people to exercise their own creativity and judgment in how it is that we would potentially achieve something. So encourage discussions and encourage people to ask questions. Foster an environment where people feel comfortable in asking questions and seeking clarity on what needs to be done. So those discussions will create more opportunity for people to potentially create solutions and come up with different ideas about how it is that we go about something. Another critical point in terms of the detailed discussion is to delegate responsibilities to people within the team based upon their skills, their experiences, and their strengths to get the work done, right? So trust people to take ownership of their roles, trust people to make decisions accordingly, trust people to do the work. If you let people lead, they eventually step up to the plate and they lead. Not everyone is going to do something exactly the way that you do it because we're all different. This is the beauty of uniqueness. This is the beauty of being an individual. But if you don't let people lead into this work and do it the way that they want to do, they're going to once again tap out and you're going to lose some really good passionate people who really care about this work and want to dive into it. The fourth point that I want to talk about is that you have this limited um, ability to be flexible in the work, right? So you resist any deviation from the original plan and you are very, very unwilling to adapt to any changing circumstances. Now, you don't necessarily need to apply this to the wrap. This this behavior can turn up anywhere, Right whether it be in your relationships at home, with your friends, with your family, or other parts of the business as well. If you, you just have to stick to the line, right? Life happens, shit happens around us. And it's so important that we adapt and that we respond to the circumstances that are in front of us. So the way that I encourage you to overcome this is to embrace feedback, Be open to feedback from team members and from stakeholders. Actively seek out input and consider different viewpoints, perspective, ideas. All of these different ideas and perspectives and opportunities or insights will allow you to make better informed decisions about the landscape of which your RAP is currently operating in and where there are opportunities for improvement. Leads me to the next point about staying informed in terms of being able to counteract that inflexibility is to stay informed about what is developing in reconciliation around you, whether it's the conversations around, is reconciliation effective anymore? Are wraps relevant within businesses? 
What are businesses needing to do to enable more robust change around social outcomes in Aboriginal communities? Be constantly aware of what's happening around you in order to recognise how that's relevant to the work that you're doing and the action that's required to ensure that you have an impactful and meaningful wrap. The other thing around the flexibility, inflexibility, which I think is really critical, is to recognise and celebrate your team's ability to adapt and make improvements to the wrap when circumstances change, right? So when it is warranted that you need to make a change and you need to make a change fairly quickly, I would encourage you to celebrate that within your team because what that starts to demonstrate is your trust and your respect for your colleagues to actually do the work, that they are being aware of the circumstances around them and that they are making informed decisions and they are confident in making informed decisions as team members for not just them individually, not just for the RAP, not just for the RAP working group, but for the RAP within the organisation, which then means there's greater Mm -hmm. impact around the RAP within the community that it's intended to serve, right? The final point which I want to leave here is Your micromanagement can look like very limited delegation, right? So you rarely will delegate tasks and responsibilities and you prefer to handle most things yourself. Now, this is the thing that I find the most problematic and the most limiting within organisations. Let's say, for example, Aboriginal impact statements and them being developed. You are the only person that assesses them, but you may be a a person that doesn't necessarily have First Nations lived experience, right? But you are, once again, you've positioned yourself in the business as being the only person that can contribute to that or that can decide this is right or this is wrong. So delegation is really important to create opportunities for other people to contribute to the ideas and the thought processes and the outcomes or the decisions that need to be made in terms of what it is that we're doing. So encourage autonomy. Empower team members to take ownership of their roles and to make decisions within the area of what they are responsible for and what they can contribute to. Trust their judgment. Give them the resources, the support, the education, but also hype them up to make the decisions that need to be made. Let them know that they are doing a good job, right? There is an element of cheerleading and supporting people along the way, you know, and letting them know that this work can be done and this work can be done effectively. You just have to push past some of those fears and those anxieties that we have as individuals around, are we going to get it wrong? Are we going to get it right? What's the impact here? What's the negative impact? Like there are a lot of thoughts that contribute to people's processing of their ideas and their actions. And it's so important that we encourage people to do that on their own time, but also to make sure that their thought processing is positive and it's actually enabling change versus hindering the progress and the potential of the RAP. The final two points that I just want to make here in terms of limited delegation and how you might overcome that is to Make sure that you encourage and you foster an environment of collaboration and open communication amongst your team members. So promote sharing of ideas, knowledges, best practices, experiences. If you don't create a cohesive working environment within the RAP working group, how on earth is that going to work in the broader organisation? So encourage people to do this work together. And the last point that I just want to make here in terms of limiting the potential impact of you not delegating responsibility is that You have to identify team members' strengths, right? So recognise what people are good at, recognise what they want to do, recognise what they're passionate about, what they're committed to, and give people the opportunity to do this work in a way that is meaningful and that matters to them. Because 
if we don't embrace these opportunities and we don't build the capacity of our staff members to do this work, the impact of our wrap is limited, which means that what we do in here matters out in community and we may not necessarily be moving the needle towards a more, more equitable fair and just society where Aboriginal people thrive. So there's today's um, part one of today's micromanagement episode. If some of that resonates with you, I hope that there's an opportunity for you to do some critical self-reflection and that you can find ways to counteract some of those limiting beliefs and behaviours that are consistently turning up for you in your leadership. So thanks for joining me and I will see you soon for part two. Thank you for tuning in to Reconciliation Roadmap. If the insights shared today resonate with you in your business, remember, I'm here to guide you further. Connect with me on LinkedIn or feel free to reach out to my business with Gunyan so I can help you take your next steps towards a more inclusive and connected future. You can find me at naganyan.com.au or head to the show notes.